0: mastery and self-love and creating new earth from the heart we will again reach into trust that is what allows that quantum effect to take place in our lives to be outside of time and space my guest today assists many people on the planet in her mission to assist in this great shift to help people become empowered and live a beautiful life and to get rid of all the 3D programs and realities and inner saboteering voices that hold us from the greatest dreams. We are here with Sarah Jane Farrell all the way from South Africa with those full moon energies, who at this moment is infusing our call with the full moon energies. Let's welcome Sarah Jane to Quantum Conversations. Thank you for being here, Sarah Jane.
1: Oh, Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's great to, to be with you at this, this great time of adjustment and, and a beautiful full moon. So I'm in deep appreciation of what you're creating and uh, for, for holding this beautiful container for us all. So thank you. We are going to have a beautiful
0: call today as you're going to share a technique of how we can really stay centered quickly. We look around at the world outside of us and you said it's a beautiful time. That is the optimist that you are, and that is where we should all be at all times, no matter what we see in the world. So before we get into our discussion and the work that you're doing, share with us your story. What led you to do this work that you are following the heart call to do today?
1: Mm, thank you. It's it's such a, it's always such a great question and and so difficult to sort of sum up in 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 a short version of 50 years of living a beautiful life as they call it. You know, it's so beautiful and brutal at the same time. But I suppose my journey began at the, the day that I was conceived and and grew up in a in a country. I grew up in Zimbabwe, and I always sort of felt like something was. It was a war zone, there was a bush war going on, and it was the time of convoys and a and a time of of i suppose what we're seeing again of of how trauma and how great disasters remind us of our humanity so i I kind of grew up always knowing that the that connection was my greatest currency, but at the same time, I always felt like something was was missing from my life um I was very sensitive i much preferred the company of animals to people because they just they just allowed me to be myself and and feel my emotions without ever being made wrong and i and i became i suppose through adversity my my father was an alcoholic um very verbally abusive my mother was an over over giver and overdoer in every way And, uh, life was, life was great on the outside until I reached my mid-30s. I had a very successful business that was, in hindsight, always a little bit off because I made furniture and I was responsible for cutting down a lot of the forests and there was always that. And, um, I just reached a point where I just realized that, that if this was all there was after sort of battling with years of, of struggling with labels like functional autism, and um, bipolar, and deep, deep childhood depression, that if this was all there was, then I didn't want any part of it. So I had had a couple of suicide attempts from the age of 16 upward, and I, I really did struggle with a lot of anxiety and depression, but it was always... It was always very easy to hide it, um, by being an overfunctioner and an overachiever and a bit of a perfectionist and, and thirty five came and, and I reached a tipping point in my life where I was so spiritually and emotionally disconnected from my body that I that I did try to commit suicide and I had what people would call a nervous breakdown. Um, really just as a as a way out, a way to hide the shame of going into liquidation and sequestration and and all sorts of other things that, that kind of have this domino effect when we're reach, reaching that sort of breaking point or tipping point of coming back to, our, to my heart. And I spent a year in a, in a mental hospital and <laughs> connecting back in to how do I want to live my life and, and what do I want to create from a place that deeply impacts other people that are going through the same things that I had gone through and come through the other side knowing that... Uh, Adverse childhood depression and, and, and trauma doesn't have to define you. So, so really that was my, my breaking point where, where I actually realized that I either chose to live or I chose to die. And, and horses and animals were always very much a part of that because they, they showed me in that time when I was in, in this very dark, dark place, how to let the light in again and allow myself to, to see the beauty of all the lies that I was telling myself and 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 where I was limiting myself and also just all those lies of self-harm and labels and negative thoughts that we all place on ourselves at some time or another. So my work, my whole life really shifted the 360 degrees around to becoming and learning and I'm still in that practitioner mode of practicing this on a daily basis in an effort to to really feel safe and reflect my own truth in a way that not only impacts how I'm living, but how to make other people come alive again.
0: Wow, you have just said something that I know strikes a chord in many people, many people who speak of depression that they just can't get out of. And you yourself were taken to the depths of despair. And it all is this journey to come back to the heart. And I love it because here you are an optimist after all of that. But that's because you've come through to the other side. And you mentioned that choosing to live or choosing to die, and the animals were there showing you how to let the light in. Can you talk a little bit more about what that was at that moment? What really happened for you to choose and make those choices?
1: Mm. I, I I think that animals, again, you know, for me, they've been my greatest teachers because they really know how to hold in the present moment, you know, when they're afraid, mm-hmm. they show fear. When they are, when they're anxious, they show it. There, there's no masking of the physicality of what they're, what they're experiencing in the, in the flesh, in the body. And, and for me, that's the biggest thing. I think being a head tripper, living in our minds, we live in a world that, that doesn't want us to feel, that doesn't want us to live in our hearts. Where we think that because we have a prefrontal cortex that we can think and figure our way out of the feeling. And this is what I really call the great separation sickness, where we've, we've really lobotomized ourselves into not being heartfelt, not being omnipresent and not being having the bravery or the courage to actually show up and say, I'm, I'm afraid or, in this moment i need support and and i think that's the biggest thing when it comes to people that are feeling deeply deeply sad or deeply depressed or deeply anxious is that they that there's so much shame i think it's changing but there's always been a lot of shame associated with vulnerability or expressing authentically that in this moment i i am not okay you know that especially with women you know, we're told that we have to be fine all the time, that we have to fit into our environment rather than looking at how can I adjust my environment to work for me. And this is September. I think this is the big message for for the September energies after after this real big shake up of not just twenty seventeen and Chinese uh, astrology being the the year of the cockerel, you know, really saying cockle doodle do. We need to wake up, but to look at the breakdown of the old structures that have just come with this eclipse, and and how nature is really urging us with all of the the natural occurrences of hurricanes and floods and fires that are breaking out all over. That it's time that we need to break out of these old belief systems and old stories and come back to the dreaming, come back to envisioning, come back to the heart, which is where horses, as well as the other animals, but especially I'm very very fond of horses because they have this horse power about them that really is such a beautiful mirror for us to actually come back in to dropping the armor around our hearts and to really look at ourselves with compassion and kindness. To look at how we want to experience being alive. Because I think everybody, everything I've learned about being human, I've learned from those, from those animals. And I'm about to head off to Amoya, which is a incredible organization that was built on the dream of it, of one girl who wanted to help Lions that were in abusive situations and in circuses or in captivity to come back to African soil and live like the like the king of the jungle, the the brave heart. And you know, lions are really there that Leo energy of of compassion, of kindness, of living beyond separation. They show us all the time how to how to value and appreciate the team, the tribe, that each one of us plays our part in the survival of the whole. So this the beyond borders is, is very close to my heart. I always considered myself to be a borderland, uh, to to really connect back with nature and see, you know, what is it that that the nature of us is missing which is oftentimes that depression of feeling separate so animals are incredible teachers because that's that's where they live in this place of creating safety and and and, and valuing the collective that that when we eat when we uh, like the lions the 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 pride rely on the on the speed and the agility of the younger lionesses to it start the hunt to to do the chase to bring the prey down, and then they rely on the older, ancient wisdom of the older lionesses to help them to bring down the dinner, so to speak, so that everybody eats. And I think more than ever now, um, this is what we're being asked to to come back to in the in the state of affairs on a global collective of, of coming back to trust, returning to trust that not only do we need to trust in ourselves, but how do we trust our others and how do we trust in life and in God and in faith and in our ability to create a sustainable world for future generations.
0: Yes, yeah, so beautiful. Returning to trust, and we'll talk more about that because that really is the key in manifesting and creating. Well, thank you for sharing the story and the messages of the lions that you get from them. I love that the tribe is called a pride of lions. Mm -hmm. Isn't Mm -hmm. that magical? Coming back to dreaming and being in the heart and creating the new That really is what is most needed now as these old structures are breaking down and we will be seeing them. This could cause anxiety for some or anyone who catches a glimpse of the newspaper or anyone who is in our normal world with relationships with people who are watching the 3D collapse. Do you have some advice for us on how we can stay focused to the task at hand? instead of watching the collapse of the old?
1: Mm, There's so much in that beautiful question. And and I'd I'd love to speak to the part of also advice. Uh, I think that for me, it's just like we're we're all in this practice together. So, you know, that practitioner state of being able to be the witness, to tune in and really allow yourself to, to, to take on that observer and also have the compassion to look at, at what is from that, that, that separation of dark and the light, that, that, that together we need to, to really un, undo, so to speak, the places where we're judging ourselves as too dark or in suffering or in pain or in joy as a wrongness and just to see everything as as the interface of this yin and yang energy, which is so important, it really requires us to to keep moving into no sort of technology, it's what I call untechnology, to be still enough and to know that in the esoteric of being one with everything, we have to own our ident- identity, in the individual commitment to do our own work. So how do we do that? Uh, it all comes really back for me to this place of bio empathy, of being able to to see things from the natural point of view, and to really honour and revere and respect that the natural patterns that 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 exist in in, in the chaos theory, for example. You know that that's the natural if that's the natural cycle and flow, that the best way that we can stay in our individual commitment to impact and and contribute to change, that we have to really go into experiencing the exact opposite of exactly that, of not trying to bypass, spiritually or otherwise, the felt sense of of needing to resist or needing to go into judgment or needing from a space of lacking anything, that everything is beyond specialization. It's all about connection and it's all about the distance between concept, conceptualizing something and really going into the understanding of what lies beneath it. So, you know, that human connection for me is with who you are before you were a brain you know you were a body before you were a brain right back to source back to quanta when you were just sparks of energy and and protons and solitons and quarks colliding to make you the individual that you are so i think having the perspective and the wide view like like with lions the plane is flat until something moves so, so having that awareness to look beyond sight into the, to, into the blind, the blind spots, into what we can't see in the, in the visible world and going to the place where you really start to unlock who you are being is a great place to start. And I know that was a really long answer to your question and my awareness on that but it's really is to claim claim your stake to to anchor yourself as the eye of the storm you know everything that's swirling around you is 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 exactly how it needs to be but as long as you are anchored into trusting that that you are enough that you're enough for yourself, you're enough for your body, you're enough for your communities, you're enough for your animals, then you can have the bio-empathy to really be part of the biography that is this micro-macro-cosmic connectedness that we all are. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. Beautiful. (laughs) It's very calming as well. And I love what you said about just, letting go of judging ourselves as well now you have a technique that you call trust touch
1: mm, yeah the trust process is really uh, for me with my animal communication work and everything else It just the work that i've done myself i've realized that our minds are too full they're too full of thoughts, they're they're busy all the time. And when we're in this state of busyness of thinking, um, all these thoughts and and, how, and that, that create the feelings and create the emotions and create create the actions that we take, we're out of attunement with our own true nature. So it's a very simple process that I that I that I teach as the foundation of everything of how do I return to trust because you cannot think yourself into creation. It has to be felt and it has to be seen and only when we're in that place of what I call that non-attachment state, that space of undoing an empty mind, then we can start to really respect the thoughts that come up and observe them and then let them fall away. That really is the great surrender that allows us to come back to our nature. Of being everything and all, and nothing at the same time. So, um, would you like me to take you take you through a short version of it?
0: That would be beautiful. Thank you.
1: All right. So it's really really simple, and that's probably why people want to overcomplicate it because it's it's a remembering. For me, it's a remembering that with trust we can really really focus on on what we're here to do so if you just take a moment if you're sitting or if you're busy with anything to just just take a moment to just be really still and when i say still i mean as as still as a statue and if you have an animal companion with you um, this is really a state where incredible healing can can come if you just have the patience and the persistence and the and the present thing to stay with it long enough before your mind goes oh this isn't working and and you get busy again so if you have an animal or you have a, a you can light a candle right now or just focus on a spot in front of you and you're going to keep your body still as a statue and i'm going to talk you through it and then we'll just give ourselves 33 seconds or three minutes to to practice this because you can't be still when you're thinking listen to me because i'm creating the, you to have the thought so this is how we're going to do it you're going to get still as a statue you're not going to move a muscle so similar to what you would do in meditation and then you're going to focus on a spot or if you have an animal you're not going to look them in the eyes you're just going to look at at their ear or above their eyes. And you're going to keep your eyeballs as still as you possibly can. And then you're going to focus on a sound. So you're going to tune into listening. So I can hear the crickets outside my window. I'm just going to hear that sound. Whatever sound is in your in your environment right now. And then you're going to Get a sense of touch. So you can rub your fingers together and you can just notice the touch of your clothes where they meet your skin. And then when we go into this in a minute, you're going to notice that your mind is thinking about a million things on your shopping list, on your to-do list. You're just going to notice when the thought comes up and you're gonna respect it and observe it, and you'll see that it'll go away. And as that thought drops away, another thought's gonna come up, and you're just gonna allow yourself to let the thoughts arrive and for them to drop away until you get to a point where there is no more thinking. And if you're doing this with your animal companion, you'll see is what I call stage four when you're doing this with an animal especially because they're so sensitive to our energy and they're so used to us being so busy in our minds all the time that when you enter into this peaceful present moment, they will maybe start licking you or engaging in you to try and get you into a thinking state because they're not used to you having a quiet mind. And you're just going to gently push them away just as you're pushing the thoughts away. And you're going to say, it's okay. I can be totally peaceful and calm and quiet with this. So I'm going to just invite you to do that now. Keep your body as still as possible focus on the spot, notice the sound, and get in touch with your body. We're just going to hold that, and I'll let you know when to come back. But we're just going to do this for, let's say, a minute. Well
2: On
0: time. Zero point.
2: Yep.
1: That's the quantum field of absolute stillness and presence. And you'll notice that the more that you do this, if you're doing it with animals, um, you'll notice they get to a point where they're they realize that you're the one that's delivering this feeling because you're taking responsibility. For, for the non-thinking state. And when they recognize that they can be peaceful and calm with you in that, in the, in the beginning, they whine, they lick, they try and get you into the thinking state, just like your thoughts or just like your body often screams at you. So, you know, I noticed when we did that for a minute, you know, if you do a body scan, that I noticed there was tension in my neck. So my body, my inner horse, your inner horse, Will want to distract you to come back into thinking, because we've been t- rewarded and told that we have to fix things from the state of our mind. So you just keep noticing this. It's very different to meditation. And eventually, if you and this is where, I, if you have pets, I encourage you to do this with an animal, because you see that they get to a state of such total calm and peace and relaxation that they can't keep their their head up their head up. And their eyes start to get really sleepy and they start yawning or licking or chewing or releasing. And as they go deeper and deeper into the state, I, I have so many incredible stories of, of horses that just, they're just, they're just so in, desperate to let go of all this tension and holding that they are doing for us as our partners. That they that they lie down and they almost go into what looks like a very um, catatonic state. They're just their eyes are sometimes open, but they're they're not there. And this is this deep, deep theta state of healing, where you then start to see them twitching and releasing, and the breathing changes. And and if you notice even in that minutes, so I don't know if you what you noticed. I'd love to hear. But you really notice your heart your heart starts to slow and like you said just this beautiful opening of space in that quantum field opens up to you where you actually are in touch with that God particle you just know that no matter what is going on around you you can be peaceful with that whether it's a jackhammer or a a storm outside your window whatever is going on you get to be the one that can hold yourself in this literally as the eye of the storm. Everything can go around you, but you are constantly grounded and centered into this beautiful state of, of undoing any thought, any, any compulsion to go into busyness. So. Mm-hmm. I know it's simple but um, it's incredibly powerful and, and incredibly healing state to be in and I always tell my my animal lover clients that the best thing that you can, can give to your animals is to give this to yourself because in your desire to help your animals, you actually help yourself to heal and, and it's a win-win for both of you so yeah. I encourage you to try that and just lengthen the time that you that you spend in that peaceful state of trust, in that trust process. And you find oftentimes I'll be in the field with the horses or I'll be out with lions or a, a dog that's in some state of trauma or a person that's had big shock or trauma, which happens very often in South Africa. And... It feels like you've been in that space for like five minutes and you and look at the clock and it's two hours have gone. Because you mm-hmm. literally, as you said, are in that zero point field of being the space between your notes or that cellular repair and regeneration is really starts to occur without you having to do anything except be present in that space of calm patient presencing.
0: Yes, absolutely. So powerful. And I know many are feeling the effects from that really powerful technique. What I loved about it was that there was an awareness that was unlike meditation because the eyes were open, the senses Mm -hmm. were engaged, And yet we could still be in the center of it all. It felt really spacey for a while. And it was interesting to see how my brain came to label what was going on. But we honor that and let it fall away. That was really, really powerful. Being in the center there, being in that quantum field of awareness. And and you said it's patience, persistence, and presence. Let's talk a little bit about what you said about how when we give this to ourselves, I think this is one of the most important meetings that we can have of the whole day. We'll get to a point that it just becomes a natural habit to be this way. So we can really do all of ourselves a great favor by being able to come into that stillness, this awareness. But you said when we give this to ourselves, it helps the animals as well. Can you expand a little bit on that? I know that we have questions from our listeners that say, can animals take our illness from us? So basically, by us giving this to ourselves, it's helping them as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the foundation of of healing. is is really that place of that we won't we often won't give give ourselves that moment of presence or stillness, but we we want to give it to others. So our animals are really really smart because they will they will be the mirrors for us. They will do this in behaviors. They'll do this in attitudes. I know that when I'm anxious or I'm feeling a little bit unhinged one of my cats is particularly fond of giving me a catchy, catchy pressure as they call it so he'll come and need me on exactly <laughs> this spot where my solar plexus is in a knot or um you know they just have this innate sense to intuit what's going on with us and then reflect it back to us so absolutely our animals are affected by our our full minds by our thinking all the time because we're projecting through that energetic frequency, that vibrational signature that we're emitting as a, an emitter and as a receiver, they're picking that up. And they will often, I see this more and more in my practice where animals are getting more human diseases like cancers. I know a lot of it has to do with the the bad foods, um, you know, the non-food that, that people are feeding them. They've come so far away from their natural diet. But a lot of the time, um, you know hashimoto's um insulin resistance cancers that i'm seeing in animals are often coming thyroid is another big one that i'm seeing an uptake in in our animals is because we are not fully expressing we're not standing in our truth and we are like pushing sometimes anger down or we're resisting change so they will show this to us in their in their behaviors in dis ease because we are out of ease with our own bodies. And and this is the thing is that, you know, this is not a process, it's not a program, it's not a system. It's our innate intuitive in body intelligence that we've just forgotten. We used to we used to do this. Our ancestors used to do this. We'd squat down, we were very embodied, we'd sit around the fireplace. Um, We'd get really down to earth and we would be able to recognize when we woke up every morning, finding ourselves in a body on a planet that's traveling through space, that our life is a miracle and this is the present thing that animals show us and they will take on our physical or emotional dis-ease, our incongruence in how we're showing up as fully embodied. Because it's the body that is having the experience, our innate intelligence, our spirit, our um, infinite being knows that it knows. It's the body that's here for the experience and we need to go at our body's pace. So just doing, being in that space of that trust process, we become, we have this perspective that includes the physicality, that is the human connection with ourselves. And who we were before we were, we had a thinking brain. So animals most definitely will take on anything that we're not expressing. And just as if you get in a, in a round team with a horse, I do a lot of equus work with horses because if you are, if you are not standing up for yourself, it's amazing every single time that you will get the bully horse in the herd that will show you by pushing you around mm. how to cre- how to create secure attachments and strong boundaries for yourself to say no back off and they will show that to us with disease as well in in any way shape or form
0: okay well thank you for explaining that so eloquently and again for everyone who wants to assist their animals their beloved pets then give this to ourselves, give this practice Mm -hmm. of of the process that you shared with us to ourselves. So beautiful. This, we know with meditation that it helps calm our nervous system, but Mm -hmm. this, your attention here, it's also affecting the nervous system. More importantly, it's that connection to this presence healing, this healing connection in the quantum field
1: exactly because our nervous system the neuroplasticity of our brain the nervous system is organic in nature so in my work where we look at rewiring the nervous system it has to be a felt sense it has to have a somatic release and this is the work of Peter Levine I'm not sure if you're familiar with his book I highly recommend his book called waking the tiger because this is really, um, in, in his explanation of this is that when we repress trauma it, or we can't re, we have no recall because of children, uh, when we cannot fight or flight or we, we go into the freeze state. And this to me again, it's like the obedient horse. It's a shutdown that we have to activate and awaken this in a gentle, safe way so that the body can feel it so and then the nervous system can reset itself. So this coming down out of this cortisol and this hyper aroused state of um, your adrenals firing all the time and your amygdala telling you that you're in danger and the irrational fear that comes up with that, this, this is the first stage in creating enough calmness. To be able to get present with what your aligned action is going to be. Uh, Monty Roberts, one of my favorite, um, equine mentors, he always says that his, says sort of simply is when your adrenaline is up, learning comes down. So even using the, the, the trust process to create the state of deep healing, you never, there's never a relapse because every time you do this, you will you will deepen into the trust process of processing all these unexpressed emotions and allow the trauma to come to the surface the moon right now in pisces is a beautiful example of people that are very already feeling this deeper sensitivity to everything it's really prickly right now Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: this is this is the water element of the moon Um, And and the water in us, we're 70% water and 90% space. So we're very attuned if we get quiet enough to listen to that we need the water to flow. The water, we need to go deep down to the place that knows like it knows, which is our heart, which is our intuitive process in our gut, in our enteric brain, and access that part so that we can gently bring it up to the surface and not stagnate. Water that stagnates is never good. You know, it affects our lymph, it affects everything, as you said. So the neural, the neural pathways we're really what we're doing in this process is allowing our thinking mind to get out of the way so that our intuitive brain and our heart brain can enter into this quantum field and this holographic repatterning to bring us into that zero-point field where all healing is possible.
0: Beautiful. My whole body is vibrating from what you said there and just feeling into this calmness and this awareness and that zero-point quantum field, that holographic quantum field.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, you have got in your teachings some programs and audios that are Energetic clearings and more techniques that help us get to what we want to be, and allowing the space for that deep state of healing, even if we have something like a spare tire around our waistline, mm-hmm. we we can move that. So, share a little bit on this.
1: Mm.
2: Um,
1: I love that. I mean, it's part of. I have another program called Aiding the Weight of Judgment, which is a weight loss program. That has absolutely nothing to do with eliminating your body's choice and everything to do with exactly what we've just spoken about, that when you but when your 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 brain is swimming in cortisol and your bio, biology is being affected by the stress, and this is a chronic unpredictable toxic stress. it's the the knock-on effect of accumulated stress over time. It's got nothing to do with your age, that that we reach a certain age and we go, oh, it's menopause that's, you know, making me hold on to belly weight or um, we're, we're blaming our poor thyroid for the fact that our metabolism is slowed down. It's got everything to do with the fact that we are judging our bodies endlessly, and I'm talking about our physical bodies, all day long. Um, If your body was a dog, it probably would have run away long ago because you treat it so badly. Um, I certainly used to be one of those people until I actually started to have this inspiration through communication and get get curious, use that childlike curiosity to ask our bodies, what is it that you need? Um, I had one person that said, said to me when they asked that question and they listened to their body, and they got this, you know, the download, the download from their body was, give me a piece of dark organic chocolate every night. One, one square of dark chocolate every night. And they lost 10 kgs
2: in mm. a very mm. short
1: period of time. So, you know, when our bodies hear diet, they think, they think, they hear die and they think you're trying to kill it. It's the same as the old stories. When you let go of the old stories based on the experiences, of how you think you have to be because of the trauma or because of something that's happened in your life that's taken you out of trusting yourself, trusting your body. Your body has no choice. And we're not listening to our bodies. It's like our inner horse, our animal body, wants us to move and it wants us to follow its natural impulses. And isn't it strange how societal and cultural and... The way that we're living in this so-called modern world, we're told to listen to our heads, to problem solve, to fix things, and to deny our body's impulse to move and release what needs to be released. So we tell our children that they can't burp in public because it's it's not polite, and you certainly can't fart unless there's a dog in the room because who would you you know who would you blame when when we're actually going against our very nature. Yeah, to respond to what needs to be released from our bodies. So, um, you know, it, it, it's really about lightening up, lightening up in your judgments and coming from a place of non-attachment and this compassionate, deep, fertile listening to, to actually when you get what your body wants or your animal wants or your loved one wants, that you follow through, in honoring their wishes or their their ask. Because that's, that changes everything.
0: So um, again, I mean, it comes down to judgment, not judging ourselves. And that even goes to extra weight that we carry because we're judging ourselves. Don't eat that cookie, don't eat that chocolate. Now there's a fine line between understanding if you're an emotional eater And you're eating that cookie because of something that you're not getting somewhere else, right? Uh I know that could be the the thing, but the, the, the main point is we don't need to starve ourselves. And the big thing is no gluten or no sugar. And I know that there's different thoughts out there on this. But it does really come down to listening to our bodies. And that's what the work that you do to really get connected and in tune with our body and to listen to that wisdom. And so you've got a special offer for our listeners that allow them to go deep with this.
1: That really does touch you, you know it it touches you going by going deep down, and you're absolutely right it's like whenever there is an addiction in place, we're all addicted to to something, and that doesn't necessarily have to be physical addictions like sugar or alcohol but but the the addiction to please or the addiction to overwork or the addiction to um mute your voice we're, we're, the, the addiction comes really back to that sort of primal urge to to not be abandoned by the tribe because in the old days we needed eyes on us and and we've kind of disassociated and, and attached from our connection to tribe so as 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 i I love this work with the nervous system and I love the work with Chinese medicine because it's that ancient wisdom that really really gets us to remember who we are being and this is a, this is the mastery in the work so it is it is a deep package um but it's totally doable because i have i've broken it down into very simple steps just like we did today um when your brain's going oh it couldn't possibly work because it's too easy we're really looking at the shadow work here and we're looking at what is the motivation be underneath the addiction and most of this goes back to, um, a lot of ancestral or hereditary trauma, um, on our, on our genetic code. And it, there's a lot of cellular regenesis in this, just as we said, by doing five minutes of the trust process. So if you are suffering from, from any of those places of digestive issues or insomnia or depression or whatever is going on in your life, um, they're all symptoms of your body singing like the canary in the coal mine to say, Hey, I need you to pay attention to this and respond in a way that your body can support you to really live into your legacy. So each piece builds on the next piece of, um, of the program and I'm going to be there step by step of the way. There's a Facebook uh, support group that goes with this, and of course, this is going to work for you and your animal companions as well. Because as you do the work, you're going to be more calm and present, and then your animals don't have to take on, or your your family members don't have to take up, take on the work. So, all the places where you're going into projection or you're making assumptions, it's just going to really deepen your communication not only with your own body and reset your nervous system and repair your brain and your digestive system, but it's going to really show you how to be fully expressed and live in your truth because you trust yourself and you're trusting your body. So there's there's a lot in here and I know that you're going to share that link. Um but there they're just simple Steps And it's really, really like, okay, now that I know this and I know what my adverse childhood experience, so there's an ACE test to see what your ACE score is, then you can take the next step. So education is a huge part of my work because I always say I want people to be their own medicine. I want people to to trust themselves, to to know that they've got it and that they can trust their bodies above all. Um, and then use the education part of this to really start to apply it and really go and do the work. So the work is all in there, in the guided uh, mindfulness exercises, in the body scanning, in uh, simple exercises like how to relax your back in two minutes because we hold so much tension in our body. And simple things like just... Just hanging, um, hanging, uh, hanging from a, a parallel bar or your, your, I don't know, um, I hang on my gum poles out on my, on my veranda or sitting in, in a deep squat for five minutes. They're doable and they're pragmatic. And the changes that people have got from, from just practicing one piece of this and then building on the next level. It, it's it's all going to get you back into your true nature, into this beautiful flow of the feeding cycle of life through um, the five elements of Chinese medicine. So if you've got kidney problems or thyroid issues, or it all relates back into this thing around existential fear and survival mechanisms and resetting the nervous system by doing the inner game, by doing the shadow work, um and right getting really curious. I think that's the best part of this. It's it's about doing the, the Big Macy experiments with this this um engagement of excitement and empowerment rather than dread. So I love this package, you can tell I get really excited about it because I know the power of this work and it's in the results. So I hope that people choose it. And empower themselves that they can really create that calm and that clarity because you're not swimming in brain fog anymore or you're not exhausted from the overdoing or the lack of sleep. And and you are back in charge and in control of, of your health and your wholeness to really live from your heart again and, and trust that you have got this and that you are supported.
0: And that is precisely how you did it yourself in your own life. And you were, again, in the deepest of despair. And so this is it. This is how we do it. And, again, the animals also showed you. So I love it because you also are offering a personal scan, a private Mm -hmm. body scan, and a healing session for a person or an animal companion
1: so, again, I'm just sort of in the application of all the modalities and all the all the different um, learning expressions that I have practiced in my own healing. Um, I have an ability, just like everybody else has, I just use this muscle a lot to be able to get stalled, so get into somebody else's body and, and do a body scan to pick up any any imbalances or any meridians or... Or pathways that need to be opened or closed, and, and this is where the work that I do with epigenetics and and telomeres comes in to to really look at how many markers are are you sitting on before you switch on or off a disease. And I work a lot with people with chronic disease, so stage four um, cancers. A lot of people find me when they're they're like at the end of the western uh, med- medical route and, and it's again, it's just incredible how, how epigenetics come into play and how we can do cellular repair on all these methyl markers and the methylation and, um, the genetic code. So we're really working on the, on the cellular level. Of, um, of repairing what needs to be repaired and also to benefit from this of, of, from a maintenance point of view, you don't have to be in a state of body breakdown or crisis to benefit from this because there's always something more that you can contribute to your body, uh, working at its optimum level. So, um, you know this is this is the work that that I had had on my own in my own support. Um, what I didn't mention earlier was when when I was diagnosed as as being bipolar and I was having a lot of health challenges during that time, I actually found uh, that I had a huge two huge brain tumors on the back of my brain stem so i i this is sixteen years later, and I've never been healthier ever. Um, and and this this changed everything for me because it was inoperable. And through the support of my mentors and my healers, that 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 I learned this work through. Um, two incredible incredible men. Um, Gabor Mate was one of them, and John Beltheim who was the founder of Body Talk. This is the work of epigenetics that Bruce Lipton talks about in the Biology of Belief. Mm-hmm. So that's really what the body scan is is designed to do. Is that we 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 can, we will do a full body scan, and and if there's anything that needs to be balanced, and there always is, um, it can tell you a lot about yourself, and and also get that intuitive communication from your body using me as your as your translator or the go between. Um, it's amazing. I I worked with um um well I worked one of the stories that I that I remember is that I worked with with a woman who who had a horse that was that that she'd spent so much time and money and 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 he'd been had the best of care and they just basically said you know there was nothing more they could do for for her horse and that you know he was going to die and we did a I did a remote session for her and. I was on the phone to her when I was telling her what I'd set up and what, what could happen, what she might see in, in the, the reset and the balance of the session. And she said as she was walking towards her horse, there was all of this green gunk coming out of his nose. And um, we were working a lot with micro, micro um, parasites um, in his gut. And they'd done, they'd, they'd done enemas, he'd been on drips and everything else and there was like nothing left to come out of his body and she said all of this dark green gunk was coming out of his nose and she walked him out of there in perfect health two days later. So, you know, I'm, I'm blown away every day by, by the depth of this work and, and the stories that, that come back and the healings that happen when you just trust your body knows what what it needs to do and we get out of the way in the diagnoses and the prognoses and all the places we've locked up that we cannot change or choose a different way of being and what your show is all about, which is is really allowing ourselves to spin in this beautiful quantum vortex of infinite possibility.
0: That is so beautiful. This is really a powerful process and the scan and, and helping people reach that point, you can really assist a lot of people. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for this. It's, it's amazing how broad this works for all types of issues. Isn't it beautiful that we're in, in a world that allows us to connect in this quantum field from anywhere on the planet?
1: It's an, it's incredible and and as you said it's it seems broad but it's actually very simplistic and very mm-hmm. deep because mm-hmm. we're really all talking about physicality. We as long as we have a body, whether that's a body of work or a plant in your garden. Um, this works on plants in nature as well. You know, this is the biogeometry and the sacred geometry work that comes in into the energetic. Frequencies and the queens, um, that as long as there is intention and we are, are the, there's an observer and there is a receiver, we literally are changing the future by the way that we're showing up in, in Qantas rather than in a fixed old Uh, structure that, that has no flexibility. And that's the adjustment. You know, this is the adjustment phase after, as you said, the, the eclipse and the breakdown of all these old structures. We have to be willing to adjust and align ourselves in a way that allows the cellular regenesis of the, of the planet and the life force of us as part of that to occur.
0: Beautifully said, and I know that we're all still feeling that zero-point process that you led us on, and so I just want to say for those who resonate with Sarah Jane Farrell's work, please check out the special offer for those encoded audio programs and also the private body scan that is available on the special offer link on this webpage. Sarah Jane, as we say goodbye, it would be so beautiful for you to take us back into that zero-point space, if you will, and we could dance our way to the cosmic heart holding that zero-point space.
1: That sounds great. And I'm going to – I will – before we go into that, I'm going to just use – I'm going to just do a little chant for the contest, and then I'll take you into it. So just a quick reminder, if you're joining in now and you missed the first part, you're going to get as still as a statue. You're going to focus on a point or an animal, not looking directly into their eyes and you're going to hold your gaze and you'll see that you won't even need to blink. You're gonna to listen to a sound in the background and let it be there, and you're going to get in touch with yourself. so rub your fingers together or just notice where your clothes or your touch your skin or the chair touches your your bum. And as the thoughts come up, you're going to notice them coming up. You're going to respect them for being there. You're going to observe them and you'll see they'll drop away and you'll keep, they'll keep coming up until you'll get to a point where there is absolutely nothing other than this beautiful space of possibility. I want to thank you for this opportunity to be here today and for you joining us. <clears throat> I'm just going to lead you in a chant, and then we'll go into the silence. So, Om Mahavidyaya Namaha Om Mahavidyaya Namaha Om Maha
0: This is so beautiful, and you have very much elevated the hearts of many around our planet. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh,
1: Thank you. Much love.
0: And now it's time to dance our way to the cosmic heart. Enjoy.